Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of We Got Next. I'm Ricky Hampton with the big fella from a Milwaukee Bucks Center, Paul Mokeski, coming to you on a Wednesday evening. You know, Mo, we didn't want to take away from Monday football, Monday night football's ratings, man. So we figured we'd come over here on Wednesdays and give them a break during our football season. Yeah, and I mean, you know, shoot, we should – who would have known what would have happened like with Aaron Rodgers after, uh, what, three snaps or whatever. We could have done our show anybody. Could have, yeah. anybody. But <laughs> right. actually, actually, it turned out to be a good game after all. But no. Yeah. Hey, 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 Paul, speaking of that, you you know, you played 12 years in the NBA. You've been around the game your whole life. You've seen injuries. You're, you're in rehab right now from knee surgery. In uh, and, and a... a Achilles tendon, um, that's one of the most significant injuries you could have in football or basketball. And at 39, just in general, what would an athlete, what is an athlete like uh, Aaron Rodgers face? Well, it's a little different than back when I played. When I played, an Achilles tendon tear um, was pretty much a career-ending injury. You know, or a two or three year rehab. Now, with the you know the, what they do, you know, you, you know, I guess even at that level, you get back in a year and be competitive. So uh, it's different than it was, but still, you know, at thirty nine, um, getting ready for a season as a football player, base basketball player, it's difficult anyway to get to you know playing shape and. You know, getting ready for the season. Now, add on to that that you're going to have to rehab an Achilles that um, you know I, I've had my hip, and now I've had, I had a, I have a, a new knee that I'm rehabbing, which is way more difficult than the hip was, and it's uh, you know it's it's a struggle. Now, add that on top of getting ready for next season anyway. Um, you know, it's up to Aaron Rodgers. Can he do it? Sure. Uh, 39, as we know now, is not the end-all, be-all anymore. I mean, you know, you know, you know, 42, 43. So, but the fact is, do you want to go through that pain and that effort? Um, you know, quite, quite frankly, I mean, right now he's one of the best quarterbacks ever. Uh, he's made a, a, a zillion dollars. Right. Um, you know, he loves to play golf. You know, it's not like he's going to be. You know, if he doesn't play next year, he's going to be out in the cold. He's he can get a TV deal for probably $2 million a year. You know, so it's it's up to him about, you know, what he wants to go through to come back. And But at the same point, some players, uh, I know Charles Barkley did it. They, you know, when he hurt his uh, Achilles or knee, he wanted to come back uh, because he didn't want the last uh, play of his career to be getting carted off the court or, or helped off the field. And that's another driving force. So uh, it's going to be interesting. But let's think think about the Jets, right? All summer, uh, the coaching staff has been preparing and changing their offense. And we got Aaron Rodgers. And this is what we're going to do all year. And we got this offense. And we got these players. And, and now, in a blink of an eye, that's all changed. And now they have to rethink everything that they've thought for the last few months. So... 
uh, you know, they pulled out a great victory. I mean, what a game, you know, in overtime, running back a punt. Uh, but, uh, you know, Aaron, you know, now I see it's all the talk about, like you've seen it, Ricky, before, about uh, turf versus grass and, you know, what's yeah. more dangerous and why don't all the NFL teams have grass and, and you know, all that stuff. So, um, you know, but as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned, it's going to be up to him with what he actually wants to put up with for the next 12 months. <laughs> you know, that's a long time. You know, I mean, I think he'll probably have surgery here in the next few days. Um, and then it'll start rehab like I did on my knee that day. <laughs> You're up and walking and rehabbing, but it's a long road back. And Paul, you played 12 years in the NBA. And when you came into the league, you were very athletic player. Could you feel those 12 years accumulate on your yeah. body? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's the wear and tear of playing, practicing, traveling, uh, repetition over and over, you know, eight months of that, then a few months off, then do it again, and then do it again, and then do it again. Uh, you can tell the wear and tear on, the, on your body. It used to be funny because like in training camp, uh, you know, we get young players coming to training camp and, you know, it's the first day of practice and they're, you know, flying through the air and dunking in, in, uh, in, uh, in scrimmages and flying all over the place. And, you know, us old guys are just laying the ball up. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we're going to see you in about three years. You'll be laying it up too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you mentioned... When you played in the 90s, the, the 80s and 90s, uh, 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 an Achilles injury is probably the end of your career, the advancement of technology. If you played today, do you think you could have played longer than 12 years? Yeah, because I had at the end, at, like, I think uh, towards, I think in the eighth year of my career, I really, I messed up my knee, which I'm paying for now. Uh, and I really frayed the uh, ACL and uh, tore cartilage. And, you know, at that point, you know, I, I think I was 28, 29. Uh, and, you know, my options were I could have uh, ACL surgery and replace it and rehab and be back in about a year and a half, maybe. Uh, or uh, I can just go in the weight room and try to strengthen my quad and my ham, uh, hamstring and my calf and put an old CTI brace on and play and, and play through it. And that's what I chose to do because at that point in my career, I, if I took a year off, I don't think I'd know anybody else would sign me again. That'd be yeah. the end of my yeah. career. So I think for four years, I played with a big brace on my knee. You know, I was, I was okay. I was efficient, uh, but in today's game, uh, it would have been no question. I, I'm going to go get the surgery and then I'll be back next year. Yeah. And did you guys have the the technology in the weight room with the training staff and all of that? <laughs> no, we didn't, we didn't have trainers. We didn't have nutritionists. We didn't have, you know, masseuses. We didn't have any of that stuff. I mean, you know, you know, it's, it's very, very limited, um, you know, so your rehab, you know, the physical therapy people, you know, pretty much the same, but we didn't have you know, we didn't have uh, a strength and conditioning guys come with us on the road or be, even be with us at home, you know, 
and, and uh, you know, putting us through, you know, weight work after practice, or, you know, having a masseuse after practice, and, you know, a, a practice facility where you had a steam room and, a, and an underwater uh, 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 um, treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where, you know, if, underwater treadmill, for those people out there that don't know, it's, it's a treadmill that, that's in a little a pool, like it looks like a hot tub, but it's submerged, so you can run on this treadmill, but it doesn't give you the pounding of your body. So you don't damage your knee or your Achilles or your ankle while you're still running and getting getting back into rehab. So we didn't have any of that stuff. Um, yes. So, you know, you're pretty much on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Chris, uh, good to see you, brother. Uh, we're back. And uh, to Chris and all our viewers out there, we're going to be here doing uh, the NFL season. We'll be here on Wednesday evenings. And, uh, yes, it was an uh, Achilles injury to uh, Aaron Aaron uh, Rodgers. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I'm uh, rehabbing the knee and getting back up walking. Uh, off, of, off of crutches, I'm on a cane now, so things are going pretty well. So thanks for yeah. asking. Appreciate it. I, I, one, one more thing, Mo, before we move on. Do you think, just your gut feeling, you think he'll come back? I don't know Aaron Rodgers that well. Um, he seems, you know what? So I'm gonna throw my two cents. This isn't. This is my gut feeling. Um, you know, there, there's players out there that you know, you know, they're they're gonna come back, and I'm not walking. I'm walking away from this, and football's my life. With Aaron Rodgers over the last few years, you know, I'm a Packer fan, and I wasn't happy with him sitting out training camp and you know going into his. Uh, into his uh, uh, dark, dark, dark room and, yeah. and 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 getting his word from the from whoever of what to do with your life. Well, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know. You know, and he had the long hair, and then he he was, had the short hair. He looked younger now. So uh, you know, I think at this point he needs to know how difficult that rehab is going to be. And my gut feeling says he might just say, hey. You know, I, I'm not ready. I'm not up for that. I'm going to live my life and I'm going to go in my dark room and I'm going to go on hikes and I'm going to go, you know, uh, you know commune with nature or whatever. You know? But I don't, I don't know. I mean, to get where he's got, he's all, obviously one of the most competitive guys out there. So, and, uh, you know, uh, watching uh, the HBO series, um, you know, that followed him in training camp, it seemed like he had new life, you know, he, He's really enjoying being around the young players and uh, really excited about practice and, and teaching. So, you know, who, who knows? You know, it's going to be a decision that he's going to have to make uh, here in the next month or so, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not the big Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm in Detroit. He's in, was in Green Bay. But, man, I don't want to see anybody go out. Uh, Get hurt like that. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, you, you can tell. These guys. Like, I, uh, I actually got home after that happened. Uh, but then when they replayed it and I saw the guy fell on and I saw his calf muscle, you know, you know, they're just, oh, it's an ankle. And no, it's not. Like, they, a lot of teams try to do that. But, you know, like, like if you pull a hamstring, you you know when it happens, you look behind you like someone stabbed you with a knife. That's just what happens, you know. With a, if you tear your ACL, 
uh, it doesn't look as bad as it is because with an ACL, you can actually walk off the quarter of the field. Right. Like, you know, you can walk off like, you know, it doesn't feel right. It feels kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, stretched or something, but it's not bad, but really you tore it just because of the way it is. And, um, you know, so. Mo, Mo, I'm so glad you mentioned that because when I was watching, it wasn't a big hit at all. I'm like, oh, he'll be okay. And yeah, no, it was his, it was his foot, you know, that was up in the air. And then he had, uh, you know, his calf muscle was, was stretched out. And then the guy was on top of him, you know, 350 pound guy, you know, something's got to give. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was the turf, if it was on grass, it wouldn't have happened or whatever, but, you know, football is just, you know, it, it's so anything with those big bodies and those athletes, yeah. you know, it just, a lot of things look like, you know, sometimes what, you know, it looks like not, no big deal, but really right. it's a big deal. It's like, you know, I'm not a NASCAR guy, but you know, when I watch NASCAR sometimes and the car hits the, the, the outside railing, you know, it looks like a little fender bender, but really, you, you know, it's an impact of 280 miles an hour. You know, breaks the guy's leg or something, but it looks like no big deal, like a fender bender. But, but you know what, Paul? In, in, in a sense, it's like you guys in the NBA. The the physical pounding that you guys take, really, when you watch a game, it doesn't really seem like that's a lot. But the accumulation of it uh, obviously takes a toll. Yeah, even, even the uh, pounding of just running and jumping and landing and cutting over and over and over again for one game. And then you get a, a plane, fly somewhere, do it again the next day, next night. It's, and it's wear and tear. Wear and tear is no joke, you know? Yeah. And, and that's a great segue to our next uh, topic, which is the uh, NBA's uh, load, ma load management uh, policy. But I do need to throw this in, which Chris is throwing out. Uh, Detroit took out the Chiefs. Shut up. <laughs> Detroit's gonna have Detroit's gonna have another Super Bowl party like they did. You know, I was gonna say, you know, we had a parade, Mo. We're one and all. We got a parade downtown. Uh, that that was a, a a that was a big win for the Detroit franchise. But uh, I I don't I don't think anybody in Kansas City is panicking. They're going to get, they got Chris Jones signed now, and uh, Kelsey's going to be back in the lineup. So they look, they look bad. I mean, they look bad and out of sync. And, uh, you know, the one receiver dropped like three or four passes they should have caught. But hey, that's football. It's, uh, you know, kind of, you know, just like in FIBA tournaments, if you're going to lose, lose early. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I, I, what I'm, in, I'm impressed by the job that, uh, uh, and Dan Campbell has done in Detroit. And what he's done, Mo, he's built that offensive line and he's built Ooh. that defensive line. And they are very physical on both lines of scrimmage. That offensive line is no joke. Yeah. They, they run behind that line. Um, man, it's hard to stop. And talk about wear and tear, right? Being an offensive lineman or, or a linebacker trying to go up against that offensive line and those running backs all day game. Shoot, that's like waves and waves will keep coming. Yeah, and, and they keep coming at you. And and he's got a bunch of young guys on the defensive line that 
It's about six of them that he just rotates in and out, and you got a great player in uh, Hutchinson. So things are looking up here, but I'm, it's, still, it's still the Lions, man. We got 30 years of, uh, what is it, trauma to get over. <laughs> you like the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, exactly. Uh, Chris asks, how is uh, Bill Lambeer doing? Yeah, I'm sure he took a beating. I know you and Lambeer had many of uh, battles uh, down low uh, over the years. I, I hadn't seen Bill around town uh, lately, but the last time I saw him, he was doing fine. Uh, yeah. And Stacy King recently had hip surgery. Yeah. Everybody, uh, we're the wounded warriors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam Laporta. Uh, yeah, he's a good, outstanding young tight end uh, for for the Lions. But no, let's get. We're talking about injuries, and 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 really, the load management was really. How did this all come about? I, of course, you want your team healthy going into you into the playoffs. You want your team rested. You played on outstanding teams in Milwaukee. You guys knew you were going to be in the playoffs. You knew you were going to go deep into the playoffs. What what is it you guys did that is so much different from what the guys do today? Uh, we played. <laughs> we played. I mean, yeah, no, you didn't do anything different. No, I mean, like going in, if, if we knew what our spot was in the playoffs towards the end of the year, uh, players like Sidney Moncrief or Jack Sigma or whatever. Um, they wouldn't, we wouldn't take day, games off. They would just wouldn't play in many minutes. So, you know, if a city Moncrief is playing 35 minutes towards the end of the uh, season, you know, maybe he plays 20 minutes in a game rather than that. And that's why, you know, if we're going to talk about these load management uh, rules and um, I forgot what they call it. It's like, you call it rest rules for stars. That's what it's yeah. called. Rest rules for stars. First of all, you got to tell who the stars are, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't understand, like, all the teams have to do is don't be stupid. So if you want to rest Kawhi, put him in a damn uniform, sit him on the bench, and don't play him. Bingo, no problem. You can't tell me as a team or as a coach who how many minutes I have to play somebody. You can't tell me that. No way will the NBA League uh, demand that Popovich play certain players a certain amount of minutes. You can't. So I, I, I put Kawhi on, you know, I dress him out so he's not sitting in this stupid box. He's actually on the bench in uniform, but he's not playing. So what? I mean, you, there's so many ways to get around this thing, and I understand, you know, what the uh, – what the uh, league is doing because it's about money, right? So you can't rest two stars off the same game uh, and you can't rest some stars uh, when the games are on TV or they actually put it in the, uh, the early season tournament here in Las Vegas. You can't rest your stars there because you know teams will because they don't really care about it. Uh, so all these rules to stop load management I mean, there's so many ways around it, but I can see where they're trying to. But I'm going to tell you, when I played, Michael Jordan didn't take days off. Uh, uh, Larry Bird, uh, K 
Kevin McHale, Magic Johnson, Kareem. You know, even when Kareem was older, you know, would he take maybe uh, four games in five days on the road, take a game off? Maybe, but not usually. So, you know, but there's so much. Okay, you got to play your star. Okay, I'm going to put a Kawhi in. Here, you're starting Kawhi. Go ahead and jump ball. And time out. Kawhi, come out. Sit on the bench. Yeah. It's easy. And, and, it's so and, easy. And, Mo, if you're playing a guy 30 minutes and you're playing 20 minutes, does that – is that 10 minutes a big enough difference to help his body if you're trying to rest the guy? Absolutely. So, say I want to play um, – uh, instead of sitting Moncrief playing 40 minutes tonight, he's going to play 20. And then I want to rest him. I play him 20 minutes in the first half. At halftime, he can stay in the locker room. He can ice his body, get treatment, do whatever he wants. So that's an, I'm buying another hour to two hours of rest before our next game, which is in two days or whatever. Yeah, there's so many ways to do it. Like, if you're a coach coaching basketball at a high level, you have your stars that you play. You have like an eight and a half man rotation. Uh, so you got, you know, so if I have Magic Johnson and I know I don't want to play him 48 minutes, so, you know, I can play him 38. So I got to get 10 minutes out of him, out of rest out of him. So, but if I get that rest in the middle of a quarter, then I get 10 minutes of rest. But if I rest him at the end of a quarter, there's another three minutes of rest there for him. So not only does he rest the 10 minutes of playing, he gets three minutes or more rest. He gets five minutes of rest. So now he's getting 20 minutes. So there's all kinds of ways you can do this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah. I, I, I watched Adam Silver a little bit, and I understand what he's doing. I like what he's doing. But this is kind of a – I don't – it's not – it shouldn't what? work. And also, okay, so you have to declare the top, what, 75 stars in the league or something? Something like well, that? Well, here, here, there are 49 guys that fit the description the NBA is uh, talking about. So you're talking about guys, of course, like LeBron James and uh, uh, Anthony Davis and, and Joker. But you're also talking about guys like uh, Jared Jackson, uh, uh Fred Van Fleet, uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, they're they're in that list. Yeah, Jared Allen. How are they in that there, list? There are forty nine guys who fit the description the NBA is talking about. That that's amazing to me. I mean, I don't there are know. Forty nine guys. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, only team I see that doesn't have anybody on the Pistons, and that's because uh, Kay Cunningham didn't play last year. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Milwaukee has three, Giannis, Drew, and Chris Middleton. Uh, the, the, uh, New Orleans has Zion Williamson. The Sixers have Embiid and, and James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> Who do the Spurs have? Who do the Spurs have? Uh, the Spurs, San Antonio is not on that list. And yeah, that's one of the issues because you know when Bianca is going to be considered a star, right? Well, he he's not going to be considered a star by the NBA, but they're going to need to rest him because he can the body with the body. I mean, I've seen him do his yoga and, and touch his knee with his nose and do all that stuff, but 
he's going to get beat up during the season and he's going to need some nights off, but he's not on that list. So, you know, it's okay for him. You know? I, I know you all here see stuff like that and just, and just laugh, huh? Oh, I mean, he can I mean, touch his head. I mean, I, I like it. I mean, but you know, Hey, do you look at your body? You're, they can break you in half. Get some muscle. I mean, you know, need yoga. You need some weights, brother. Come on. Now, now, Mo, when, when you when a young guy would come in the league, there was a hot shot or whatever. Did you ever just give him one just to welcome? You're, you're under oath now. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I got I got that welcome in the league uh, by uh, Maurice Lucas. I mean, Maurice Lucas. For those of you out there, you should look him up. He was he was a enforcer in the league, six nine power forward, just strong guy. And we were playing in a preseason game when I was at the Rockets when I was a rookie. And, you know, we were just playing. And, uh, I was guarding him at power forward. And I saw him look around and he looked around and then all of a sudden he gave me one of those right to the chest and knocked me on my ass and then looked at me. Yeah. And ran down the court. And I'm like, damn, what? So, you know, I'm like, okay, that's the way it is. So, you know, a few times down the court, you know, and I looked around, the ref wasn't looking, and I got him with a good elbow and knocked him on his ass. And he looked at me and said, is that the way it's going to be, Rook? I said, I guess so. You know, I said, okay. But if, if, I, if I wouldn't have done that, the word would have been out that, hey, you know, if you get around Mokeski, give him an elbow, do something, and, you He's know, you just shrivel up and not play. That's just the way it was. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it is done. But, um, I, you know, the, the more, I, yeah, I mean, you got, you got LeBron James on your team. The guy's 40 years old, and, and you need him. You're playing for championships, so you, you need to rest him. At, yeah, now, yeah the, what the NBA is doing with this is they're trying to tell you when to rest him. So you can't rest him in national TV games, which they probably have 20 of them, right? Uh, you know, and you can't rest them in that little tournament, but you can rest them other times. But like I said, so it's on national TV. So you put LeBron, instead of wearing whatever the hell, they, whatever the hell they wear on the bench, which I wish they'd address that, you know, flip-flops and shorts and hats and sunglasses. Come on, man. It's not professional. But so you put them in a uniform and sweats and either you let them play a couple minutes or you don't even play him. Yeah. What's the difference? And you, if, if you're the Lakers and you're playing on national TV and it's LeBron's turn to rest and he's on the bench with a uniform on, is the NBA going to call you and say, you need to play and put him in the game? They can't do that. They can't do that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's crossing the line to me. Yeah. And there's, there's no way that I believe the NBA will demand that coaches play, play players and how many minutes you can play them. That's, that's beyond the line, right? Yeah, now, I mean, that, that, what you're saying seems so simple, Mo. It, it is, it is. But you know, people get egos and, you know, players want to wear, you know, whatever the hell stuff they're wearing on the bench and look cool if they think. And, you know, so, you know, but I, you know, and this, this, this is going to be tested, right? It's going to be tested by some teams. Uh, this is a good question. Uh, 
was it did you guys lift weights uh back then Mo? yeah i mean not much um not like they do today obviously but yeah i mean more like i remember terry cummings when we traded for him in milwaukee and you know he actually lifted the weights on a game day which was taboo back then you know because way back then lifting weights was supposed to affect your shot and you weren't supposed to do it uh you know and then you can do it in the off season but not during the season and then well you can do it in the season but you can't do it in the day of the game and uh you know now you know the day of a game in the nba after shoot around you know you'll go to the weight room and, and half the guys will be in there either uh, working their legs or their upper body or their balance or their their core you know uh, our, our good buddy Steve is checking in. What's up, man? Good to see you, brother. Hey, we are here to Steve and all our uh, viewers out there. We're here on Wednesdays during the NFL season. We decided to give the guys at Monday Night Football a break and not take away from their viewing audience. And also, I almost forgot to remind you, uh, you can catch us on Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. You can get this show and all our past shows on Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Uh, I bet you had a lot of fun with, with Big Luke, uh, uh, Paul. I won't call it fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, let's uh, any other final thoughts on, on the load management? Uh, I just think it's it's got out of control. Actually, the Spurs really started it uh, with Popovich, and when they had David Robinson, Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker, and he picked times that they would just, they're not going to play tonight, which is, which was the start of it all, which was 10, 15 years ago, whatever. And he got fined by the NBA some and kind of back and forth. And now I think it's got out of hand. And I talked to somebody today uh, with a team that said, you know, uh, when the schedules come out, uh, the physical therapists and the doctors and the uh, strength conditioning guys and the coaches, they sit down and uh, they get the schedule out and they uh, schedule out and they mark off, uh, you know, when certain players should rest. You know, we're talking about five months from now, six months from now, because if you're going to play six games and eight nights on the road, we need to rest them here or maybe here and then we can rest this guy here. So they're already programming that in their schedule. Um, so it's got crazy and, you know, it's about science too, right? You know, I, I, when I was with Great Britain, uh, the national team, uh, uh, and actually carried over in our G League team and the NBA let us do it, all our players during games and practice wore heart monitor strips around them. And uh, they also had a, a, a thing in the back of their practice jersey that tracked them. It tracked how many miles they went, uh, what yeah, their yeah. level was, um, uh, how, what their heartbeat was, how hard their heart was working, all this, all this information, you know, and they put it together. And um, we actually, with the Rockets, you know, years ago, uh, we as coaches with the uh, Rio Grande Vipers, the uh, G League team, we actually had a list of five pages of drills for practice. And those drills were broken up into uh, red, red drills, yellow drills, green drills, uh, 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 purple drills. And those dr that color meant 
how uh, how much energy the players put out in those drills. The red drills were the hardest drills. Yeah. The green drills were the easiest drills. And then we we would pick. You can only pick three hard drills this practice, and three easy ones, and two medium ones, and <laughs> it's like. And could you tell how hard a guy was going, Mo? Yes. And could you was, tell? And that was so there'd be a person with the computer with the computer uh, courtside during practice that had the, all the players monitored, and you could go over there in the middle of practice and you could ask them. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.